And that's what everyone was saying to me is like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's if it's if it's crap, you know, the first you know while is always you know whatever. And I'm like, okay, so that's just, right. <laughs> Uh, it's season finale time! Season finale! Season finale! Finale of the season! I'm dressed like a beer today! That's right! Season finale! Oh, they're still cheering. They're still cheering. They're still cheering. You, cal- you guys calm down. Calm down, calm down. Suddenly, we're under the sea. It's deep sea time for news diving. Mm. Deep diving in some news. Splashing about. And uh, that's what we're doing. So you're listening to RadioVegas.rocks. This is Greasy Conversation. You put a .com on it to hear it back. And there you can also hear Dirty Window, which you just heard. And uh, we just had Chocolate Jesus on there. And also, we have Haunted Saloon. And AJ Wyatt from Wyatt and the Ashes is here. And uh, we're going to subject him to what we do over here in Greasy Town. Mm. So participate in the chat if you like. uh, And tell a friend we can't do it without you. And buckle up, because here we go. Here we be. Yeah, I gotta start with this one. I think this is the best, the best one. I just gotta start with it. So a uh, feds arrest <laughs> arrest a rapper who bragged about getting rich from scamming unemployment in a music video. Oh, like his song was about scamming unemployment, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's and it's not like. Oh my gosh! Not Man. a cool move. That comes back. Like I, I know some people that like thought they could pull. Yeah, it this off. isn't like small. Like I thought it was going to be just a little bit. Now they, uh, how many was it? Just it was something like ninety-two cards. They got like ninety-two prepaid cards or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, ninety-two to debit cards that were loaded with more than one point two million. Okay, so scamming is that just like working and in t- claiming unemployment, or is this like something else? They well, that like would be fake that, people. It seems yeah, like that would be like people. a form of un- unemployment fraud, I guess. Okay. But this is like major for where they're like uh. signing up with like fake people and just getting the cards <laughs> and then take getting the money out at the ATM, right? Yeah, like so. If you make money, you have to declare it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's under the table. But otherwise, yeah, like they'll find it in like your like uh, what do you call it taxes? What do yeah, you call yeah. those things? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. why are you declaring you're paying taxes on money that you said you didn't make when you yeah, had unemployment? Right. That's the way. Well, you saw, like, you'd say you 1099 or your W-2. Like, those other folks are going to claim you in their taxes. Yep. yep. So that's <laughs> a find two-way out 1099 street, y'all. So this this dude goes by Nuke Bizzle. <laughs> and, uh, All right. <laughs> got mixed feelings hope, about the name. Yeah. What Bizzle. are some of the lines? So... Oh, yeah, some of the lines from the song, My Swagger for EDD, oh, which man. is Employment Development Department in uh, California. <laughs> uh, getting rich by going to the bank with a stack of these. And then a second guy in the video says, you got to sell cocaine. I just filed a claim. <laughs> 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 Damn, son. Just, just fucking great, man. Unemployment so sweet. We have 1.5 land this week. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yo. Oh, man. Just, 
I mean, it's one thing to pull out, like, that's quite a unemployment scam. But then, to, like, that's your that's your most popular music video. <laughs> yeah. Is that one? Where's the line that's like, oh, my girlfriend hates me because I ain't working, but I still bought her that Gucci bag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, why couldn't... Like, so they can do that. They can file wherever the heck state there, and they can file unemployment, like, 40 times or whatever. Over here in Nevada, we had to wait, like, months when there was federal unemployment just sitting in the docket or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting in the basket for Nevada to divvy out. And meanwhile, they were the last site to even give you a website to sign up for it. <laughs> even though there's, like, two unemployment websites in this freaking state. And, like, this one was, like, on a whole separate website. And it was a freaking mess. The PUA. Yeah, yeah. to get PUA and to get, like, because uh, even getting unemployment when you're an independent contractor ain't no fun. But, like, yeah, to try totally. to get it, it's just, like, it's a hoop jumping through contest. And then it's, like, a lottery. And then you finally get it uh, after you're, like, all homeless and dead and stuff. Good job, Nevada. <laughs> right. Or it could be, in a, like, in Florida where they just, like, stopped the lockdown and were like, okay, everybody has to go back to work. So, like, no one can actually really claim unemployment effectively right. even right. though like their unemployment was so shitty anyway or their job is, went out of business yeah which like has happened all over or like i mean there was there's unemployment system was worse than ours like by far but they got their pua before us <laughs> yeah shout yeah, out chocolate right. jesus uh so if you're just Look tuning in if you're just tuning into greasy conversation.com ish now i mean you don't have to say dot com i just felt like it right there yeah anyway it felt I'm not going to justify myself anymore to you guys. Mm. Dirty Window is a new podcast that happens right before this on RadioVegas.rocks. And we're going to have a replay with some video uh, on the Greasy website that I mentioned earlier. And Chocolate Jesus was on it. And check it out. Like, uh, speaking of, um, you know, getting better and better at things and being willing to do things rough at first to find it and, like, hone into something... Man, talk about, like, improvement, champ. Um, not to talk poop on how they were before, but they did it, like, a hard way of, like, really just jamming and improvising until these songs formed. And the songs that they formed today and rehearsed were so good. I yeah. was genuinely into it. It was like they did what I wanted them to, and I want good things for people. Absolutely. <laughs> so they, they just joined the show Saturday, November 14th. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> which was cool it's a way to do it man so tell us more about the show so bearded lady Pahrump, nevada my band wyatt and the ashes were playing and i was just so excited to jump on this because it has been this our last show was march 14th and we've been on this hiatus kind of thing like i've been continuing to write and play and i've been doing my thing you know but things got tough for so many of the other guys and we lost a band member and it was like you know what are we doing is this over like everybody was just suffering because the shutdown and yeah. it, it was so cool to finally be like okay like we're, we're okay we're alive everybody made it you know it's not the end of the world and then uh bearded lady and i don't know if being out in prom has anything to do with it but they were just more eager to start having shows again and having yeah. live entertainment that's cool uh and i think it's a little more laid back there as far as the whole you know uh masking thing and, and, and whatever so which you still should, like, mask up when you're, like, crowding around people. But at least we can, like, gather a little bit tentatively and start yeah. putting something together. Yeah, and I'm not knocking that whole thing, you know, stay safe and whatnot and whatever. And, all, and stay safe for other people, too, so other people can have an experience without getting sick. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, like, the singer, um, 
you know, just don't spit on people. <laughs> so you <laughs> I don't know, know where I was going with that. I uh, like I've avidly you know tried to promote other bands and and ask people, hey, you know, you want to you know open up or you want to you know play a show with us and this and that. And uh, it, it's it, it's cool that I was just at the right place at the right time today. That I met these guys outside, and I'm like, hey, you know, speaking of supporting each other and speaking of promoting each other's stuff and. Uh, collaborating, uh, here's the show spot, and let's rock it, and I'll give you half the, you know, whatever. I'll and give you half the, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Bearded Lady, Prompt Nevada, Wyatt in the Ashes, and now Chocolate Jesus. Hella. 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 Bringing it hella. Good she things. Squeaking and grinding and loving and learning together. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, now we got one of these some of those uh, art installations that is kind of weird that it tries to make a statement but the way it makes that statement is kind of shitty so it's it's a whole grocery store where everything in it is made of plastic oh like like a normal like fries oh ocean friendly <laughs> yeah but no literally like <laughs> everything in the store is made of plastic okay so all the all the fake produce, like everything, is just fake plastic. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, so they have like not just the wrapping. Okay. Which yeah, I, exactly. Which is yeah. what I thought at first. <laughs> That's cool. So, and and the statement is like, you know, because we use so much plastic anyway, that it's it's ludicrous. They're like the amount of plastic bags we use is just insane, honestly. But so you make a statement that like all this all this plastic's bad, but you fill up a whole store with like plastic. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? All the plastic that you use for the art. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, it, like it, this it, might be short-sighted. Yeah. So, so is it artistically making a statement? Like, are you are they doing something so horrible that people are looking at it and going, "Oh, now I see why this is bad because this is ridiculous." But they had to like do something that horrible to open your eyes and be right, like, "Right, yeah." <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> uh, thanks for trying to justify it for them. <laughs> but no, so, we're I'm trying sorry. to only be outraged. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, just no. only outraged. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I was I tried to find out like what happened. Or what's going to happen to it afterwards, or if she had, a, like, a plan for that, I couldn't find any. Maybe she does, and they just didn't talk about it, but... You know what? There's new things you can make with sea garbage. Like, uh, there's a company working on speaker enclosures, like Bluetooth speakers, that are, like, reconstituted sea plastics. Mm. And they look cool. They look like blue jeans. It's crazy. Hmm. So, you know, that's a move. And there were a few other um, artists that... They made those like giant sculptures out of sea trav, like giant fish, but it was all like trash actually from the ocean. ocean there are a few trash. of those, but uh, which I get that. That's not like making new things out of plastic for the statement that like using a lot of plastic is bad. Yeah, but I'm getting mixed know. vibes about that move. I mean, it's like how uh, electric cars take a lot of fossil fuels to build right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like no matter what, you can't escape it. Anyway, like even if you try to do something clean, like somewhere along the supply chain, it still is like just shitty and it, it doesn't, you know. But it's getting better. That's the thing. We got to be just settle for some improvement. Is rubber bad? Uh, depends. Weren't we, weren't we talking about tires and like how we totally have the technology to be Jetsons right now, but because the tires, uh, like the rubber industry is such like a solid thing that like they'll never stop making and constantly making tires. You know, I don't <laughs> think that's what's holding us back. I think it's batteries, because, like, 
I don't think it's like, oh man, that rubber industry, they got to make sure tires are on things. Because, like, uh, flying is hard and, like, levitating is really hard. Because of, like, you can, uh, you can fly around up there, but to, like, make a car just, like, hover and stuff, yeah. you got to have, like, the street needs to be made of perfectly yeah. smooth copper. No, but I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, like, there could be something else that lasts forever that you don't have to, like, change every, you know, so many miles. There's so much competition okay. uh, that it would have to be, like, uh, international, because there's international tire competition. If one of them had a formula that was stronger, they would get espionaged so fast. And that's why tires have been getting stronger and better, but really incrementally. Okay. Yeah, it'd be like have to be a some hella price fixing. And look, the thing that's the most internationally price fixed, I would dare say, is probably oil. Um, and even then, you have these things happen where. Uh, someone cuts a price and it messes up this other market and there's just not a full uh, price fix like it's it's gone awry <laughs> but then you can also look at Luxottica sunglasses anytime you spend any degree of money on glasses that aren't like cheap drugstore ones chances are they're very expensive and they're one of the millions of brands under Luxottica so I'm talking like Oakley Arnett uh, Ray-Ban, all of the name brands you've heard of with sunglasses, they're all price-fixed by this company called Luxottica, and people uh, don't realize it. Yeah, yeah, it's nutty. Heavy. Look Jeez. into it! <laughs> and then buy name brand sunglasses. Uh, James, the amazing Randy, James Randy. Yeah, R.I.P. Renowned uh, magician, escape artist, and skeptic has passed at the age of 92 made it that's a pretty high score uh for anyone who's not familiar with james randy he's a pretty interesting guy there was a documentary about him i don't know if it's still on netflix but uh, it's pretty interesting but he was one of the dudes who like spearheaded in like the 80s uh against or the skeptics movement against like psychics and faith healers and all this shit like he exposed uh yuri geller who was one of the dudes who was first trying to become famous um, more recently as like a psychic. And so he set him up. The Uri Geller was going to go on a late night show and like demonstrate this for everyone. And so James Randi, I think it was Johnny Carson. Yes. Uh, yeah. So James Randi uh, tells Johnny Carson like how to set up these experiments or these like tricks that he's going to do and how to change it and not let the guy mess with it beforehand so that it'll prove if he's not psychic then. Uh, it's pretty apparent and so of course he couldn't do it and send then something's wrong you know he's getting like some interference from uh space or some shit so <laughs> yeah the thing is uh, and this is something that houdini was really big on too yeah especially towards the later part of his life houdini would uh expose mediums and what he uh, was so outraged about uh was not like the fraud as much as the emotional effect it had on people's families when someone would pretend to be communicating with their loved one and bring all this like uh, emotion out of them and manipulation out of them um uh it felt like really hurtful and wrong to like manipulate and use these people for their like most painful moments in their lives of losing this loved one yeah yep. it's fucked uh, yeah, I agree. You know, it's the same thing with like televangelists and you know, all, these, all these different things. Uh, not knocking, you know, anybody. And you know, a lot of people, you know, I like the aesthetic of it. And like on a haunted saloon, you know, it's it's kind of like a, 
you know, I just love the escape, but I but I'll openly admit that it's fantasy, that it's you know just the love of that fantasy. And mm-hmm. I love that, that I, spirit. I'm glad yeah, you're saying yeah, that. Yeah, and like I'm not out there trying to like fool anybody. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And like I still, for entertainment purposes, don't mind supporting some of these things if they're genuine people. You know what I mean? Because you can give somebody a positive message, you know, yes. uh, it, that can apply to their life without having to, like, pretend that their grandfather is, like, being in the room and, you yeah, know, right. like, whatever, like, you didn't change my diaper, you son of a bitch, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. So, like, I totally get that. Uh, you and know, in, the so greasy com- in the greasy conversation spirit or, like, tradition of awkwardly pointing out segues, I'd like to celebrate how perfect a segue that is to bringing up the upcoming Haunted Saloon episode Wednesday. Yeah, which is, uh, we have a psychic medium on there. Wednesday, 1 p.m. on RadioVegas.rocks. Replay at GreasyConversation.com. And yeah, so tell us a little about your guest you have planned on that one. Uh, so this is somebody that I met a while back. Uh, the Haunted Saloon idea was something that started that was just like my band telling you about our band news basically live on Facebook. I mean, it was it was nothing, you know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we did like spaghetti eating challenges <laughs> and, and just like silly stuff and just talked about what we wanted to. And, you know, it wasn't a weekly thing. It was like a once a month type thing. Um, but I like the, the theatrics of the horror movie type stuff. You know, I decorate the room with like fake candles and, you know, play like a... A, uh, a music score from a horror movie like as an intro type thing and we'd come in you know and I'd play a couple acoustic songs with the band and that kind of thing um, and she was the very first person who I didn't know who just reached out and was like I'd love to like hang out with you and like sure. show people what I do and there was just always kind of like a respect uh, with, with that as far as uh, knowing her and it just never happened and then now I got the uh, awesome opportunity to be here at the station and have an actual haunted saloon, you know, show. And she hit me up and was like, yeah, so when's this happening? I go, are you free next week? And boom. So she's going to come in and hang out with us. Dope. For sure. All right. So before our first, for our first break. So there's a new idea about where consciousness originates in our brain. Whoa. Yeah. And so this is this kind of got me thinking about uh, the possibility of like paranormal or psychic activity. But the idea is that the consciousness originates from the electromagnetic field that is produced by our brain. Yeah, because people uh, think about the brain as only communicating between the neurons like one way or the other or whatever. Like we know that there's chemical communication when there's like receptors that can be filled or like something spit out this chemical there's uh chemicals like serotonin and oxytocin and dopamine uh, norepinephrine that uh, bursts of those or floods of those or deficits of those change how we like uh, perceive as a state or like emotionally but these are slower communications kind of like your emotions can come on really quick but your processing can come on later but There's also obviously all these electrical uh, communications happening. And when you have electricity moving around, you have magnetic fields. That's why you can have a functional MRI work um, while you're while you're up and about and doing stuff, reading that stuff with the clanky, spinny magnets to be scientific about it. So anyway, (laughs) go on, Greg. But it would be yeah, it would be interesting if like that could help explain like some of those phenomena or like because they've done where people can like concentrate and affect 
uh, minor things, um, not like moving or bending right. spoons and shit. And this um, is IFL science too. They're like pretty vetted. Yeah, and you can check. Yeah, debunker. and you can. Sh- yeah, and there's there's a link to the um, the study in the journal. Yeah, we have a link of at neuroscience. greasyconversation.com. If you click on the link to this week's show, there's a link to our news notes. That would be like psychic activity, or being psychic would just be grabbing a little bit of that electric field off someone. Right. And interpreting it. One possibility. Well, I've got a strong feeling about psychic specifically that overlaps what happens in cold reading. So in cold reading, you have a combination of two things. You use statistics to make uh, assumptions about people that are like have a high probability of being accurate and really pay attention to their responses and by being really attentive to body language and like being really familiar of like the common types of people Mm. because like chances are there's someone in the world that's like a clone of you there's just so many ways genes can go Uh, i've met people that were sure they've met me before and sure i had some brother that I don't have and stuff like that (laughs) that happens so people can be in tune with that and like really predict the future too because the future repeats the past yeah I I 100% agree with you and and I've actually I'll admit like I've done readings you know on people and stuff like that but I always openly admit that the source doesn't come from some magic that it Mm -hmm. actually is just years of being super intuitive paying attention when people talk you know, and like Waz just said, constantly encountering certain types of people. And you're not always like dead on accurate or anything like yeah, yeah. that. But all it is is just kind of like, a, you know, it's the same thing as like a counselor, or just like a friend who wants to listen and just kind of like showing you a new way to look at it. And like cards, you know, like tarot cards, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like all those things represent something different that we've all encountered in our life. So basically just looking at any random card is making you reflect on that issue. And it, it might be an issue you wouldn't typically talk to somebody about. But now that you're sitting there doing it, now they're self-reflecting and like now they're they're thinking about it. And, and in some ways helps if you, you know, maintain like a positive thing. Like I hate, hate, hate when people are like, oh, this bad thing might happen and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all this negative stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, why do that? Why would yeah, you yeah. give that to somebody? You know, like stop. Well, I always looked at it because I, I mess around with like tarot cards once in a while. And I use the I Ching as well. So yeah, like describe the I Ching a little bit. So the I Ching is a Chinese book of divination. And uh, there's 36, they're called hexagrams, which are just basically these uh, six lines, which is either a broken line or an open or a straight line. And there's 36 different combinations of these six lines. And there's different ways to decide what order they come in. One is like basically flipping coins. You flip like five coins. And depending on the number of heads or tails, you get an open line or you get a broken line or open line or closed line. And then you do that six times and you got your hexagram. And then you read what the hexagram is, tells you but you're also supposed to be like meditating about something in your life so it's a way to like think about something in your life differently so i'm similar to what you would do with tarot cards right. like when i do tarot card readings like i don't think i'm like tuning into some spiritual magic or something like right. I'm just are you saying to, like ross tarot sorry go on. yeah tarot cards uh but yeah it's just I was like making a ross pro joke for yeah. 90s kids i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> fail <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like a, just a different way to, to think about things that you wouldn't normally think Ab- about in your yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> I th- and I think that's kind of the problem too. Like, there's so much entertainment. There's so much this. There's that. There's this in your face. Advertisement. Blah blah blah. You know, all these things like people go through. Sometimes it's almost a challenge for just the average person to stop, sit, 
meditate, you know, think about your Fuck life, yeah. you know, think about, you know, what can I do to be better? What can I do to be a better person? Or, you know, what did I do that was messed up or whatever? And I, I think sometimes, you know, these things are just easier ways of like self-reflection instead of going, oh, you know, I'm a horrible person and feeling all this guilt, you know, or, the, or whatever it might be. The Japanese call it Kaizen, the uh, process of continual self-improvement. Nice. I call it chipping away because you just can't do it all at once. You got to just keep chipping away. Yeah. That's I like that. It's a it's an easier way to like think about. It has less pressure. You you take p- tasks that are a lot of steps and you break them down to smaller, more manageable steps. Mm. Or you like just like outlines. You have the big title things, and then you have the sub things in your outline. You just indent for the little stuff, but your lines that aren't indented. That's, you know, that you just handle a few of those at once. You make it not so many. And that's like the advice you're going to find if you have like problems with time management or organization or finishing uh, anything, procrastination. Like it's all going to be like write down what you have to do and then break it into small manageable tasks. Like that's fucking will Ah, save your life, man. Dude, absolutely, man. Um, And like Waz and I were talking uh, maybe a week or two ago on the Haunted Saloon about you know and i was kind of getting fired up about like televangelists and like all these different things but <laughs> but like you know the, the truth is though and like i made kind of like an announcement i was like hey i'm not knocking your religion i'm not knocking anything anything that brings you closer to to doing that self-analyzing mm-hmm. and being a better person is like i totally support that you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like at least you're taking that time to like want to be better you yeah, know yeah. i don't believe anybody goes into like any belief without the at least the you know, illusion that they're going to get better, that they're going to be saved or they're going to be like, whatever. So, you know, like I, I, I support that, uh, you know? Yeah. And like things about religion and stuff, there's still a value to ritual and community. And, uh, when you have something that you make ritualistic, even if it's, uh, not ecclesiastical, you know, you can make it meaningful. You make something matter, uh, something like a ceremony, yeah. is still valuable in secular society, as they put it, because it makes things matter more. You attach oxytocin to it chemically in the brain, and you feel something about it, and you, you manipulate yourself emotionally that way for the better. So you can manipulate yourself emotionally, then you don't have to worry about other people manipulating <laughs> you. Right. <laughs> I had someone say to me once, they go, well, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit? And I go, yeah, every rock concert I've ever effing been to. Like, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a bunch of people totally. like gathered together, feeling with the same interest, the same desire. We're all chanting. We're all singing. It doesn't Couldn't matter. Very, it more. doesn't mean if you're, it doesn't matter if you're clapping your hands and singing, Lord, I lift your name on high, or yeah, you're totally. at like a punk concert, like all singing, you know, uh, you know, I love living in the city. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of the same thing. So yeah, I got the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you guys. Can I make a producer confession yeah so um now if you go to greasyconversation.com and click on this episode you can click on our news notes uh but if you did that when i mentioned it earlier you better refresh refresh your browser and then do it again because you probably got last week's news notes so i just fixed it heads up so now we can pay some some uh, bobby kennedy's right bobby kennedy (laughs) that's my money machine nice My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. 
That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. That's 800-626-6538. Is your cell phone dirty? It's a fact. Your cell phone is 10 times dirtier than a toilet seat. Now you can destroy up to 99.9% of all germs on your phone in less than 60 seconds with the new UV Clean Phone Sanitizer from Hometics. Your phone is a part of your life. It goes where you go and more. It can easily pick up germs and viruses that can make you sick. Stay healthy. Our unique UV technology will destroy 99% of all the germs on your phone in just 60 seconds. Just put your phone in the sleek case and turn it on, and the germs are gone. Call now to order, and HomeMedics will give you an extra $20 savings and get our 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Order yours now. Call 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. Again, that's 800-738-5332. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. And we're back. It's Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks, hollering at you from the kicker clubhouse cabin. Kicker Cabin Clubhouse, <laughs> and you know we do we doing some some getting wet with some news, some diving with our little submarine, blowing some Get, bubbles under the water. Getting moist with some news. Getting moist, <laughs> moist with my boys, my moist boys. <laughs> the moist boys. <laughs> moist boys. Like seriously, any gender can be a boy. Like you so can all be uh, my boys. Yeah. Ladies could be my boys too. Kind of, kind of plagiarizing the Gus and Eddie podcast. All due respect. <laughs> That's totally a tag of theirs, but you know, uh, yeah. uh, respect, spreading it. Yeah. Yeah. I think since you sourced it, it's not. Can I bring up the one greasy podcast that I haven't brought up today? Holla, powerful Mike Gagliano in the chat. This guy. You- uh, not only is one of the people that supported the station the most uh, funding uh, a huge percentage of the gear in this particular studio, including this fresh mic stand, but also running the Two Clueless Dudes podcast, which has its own .com, twocluelessdudes.com with the T-W-O. And if you like Greasy Conversation, you're really sleeping uh, if you're not also patronizing Two Clueless Dudes because it's a similar format. They also do wacky news, too. What I love about them is these are, like, true media kids. These are people that 
uh, not only have their ear to the ground with TV and music and entertainment, uh, especially like, you know, like movies and television kind of media. So like I'm talking to Marvel Universe, talking Disney, talking what the streamings are doings uh, and going in a little bit of like just the touch of the inside baseball that you like movies and TVs people like to hear talking celeb experiences that they've had firsthand in Vegas. I'm talking about what the parent companies of some of these things are scheming, what you can expect on down the line for like movies that are scheduled and in-depth lore about how some things connect together. But best of all is if you don't know what they're talking about, they never just like chill on one topic for a long time and it keeps moving. So I'm really proud of them. It's another one of the greasy conversation produced enterprise situations and so there yeah all right all right how about some bug news some insect news insect news abusing uh, the reverb <laughs> so i i grabbed this because i thought at first that this dude left 1500 murder hornets uh, outside of a town hall in france so this beekeeper left a nest containing 1500 asian hornets outside of a town hall in France to protest uh, a lack of help from the local government in tackling the invasive species. Not to be confused with the Asian murder hornets. Thank goodness. Which are way bigger than these apparently, but... Well-chosen hornets. Yeah, I'm still guessing that these are probably not fun. Any hornet in a storm, you guys. <laughs> Miso hornet, baby. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, so he just, yeah, just posted them up there. And then... uh. When it was an issue, he's like, well, if it's an issue it being next to the, the town hall, why is it an issue being next to residences? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the big difference? Excellent point. Oh, because the government works there? Oh, yeah, you fuckers. Oh, they, don't, they don't matter. So. Could you have done, like, some plastic hornets? <laughs> it's like it's the point across. Brand new plastic hornets, man. I heard there's a store you can get those. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're going to have a, a whole, like, check out Greasy Conversation slash merch for all your plastic junk you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Make plastic trash. Yeah. Get your own personalized plastic trash. Making plastic trash right now. Yeah, like the USB drives and stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's a, somewhat like the most ridiculous shit is like uh, like single bagged bananas. Have you ever seen those? One banana it's in a bag? one banana in like a bag. That, or it's just like a shrink wrapped banana, basically. It's like, why? <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. another one of that. Well, it should be all the way shrink-wrapped. But did you know, and this is something that we broke, uh, like, season two or something like that. Oh, on did Greasy. I something? Probably. No, uh, the banana thing that was discovered, like, this is a recent science discovery. It's so recent that a lot of, like, supermarkets and places that sell bananas aren't even hip to this. But what causes bananas to spoil the quickest is this chemical that... Uh, sprinkles out from where it's cut. So when you cut the banana, the tip of the stem where it's cut, um, there's this really tiny like mist that sprays out of it in, in visual, invisibly, but you get all those brown dots. If you cover up the cut stem, then it can't emit this hmm. uh, airborne liquid, oh, and wow. the outside of the rest of the banana won't have that chemical fall down and touch it and start the um, the process of uh, decomposing. Wow. Yeah, so you'll find bananas sometimes where there's um, a saran wrap just around the stem part. Yeah, I've and that's that. actually yeah. the best way to preserve a banana, well, it turns shit. out. Yeah, wow. recent discovery. Learning. 
here. All right. And then we got, in case anyone wants to see it, this is a video of a fly getting zombified. Oh, by no. A fungus. Yeah, man. This is like uh, cordyceps mushrooms is another one that does that to ants that yeah, we've this talked is a about a few one, times. But it's, uh, it's basically just some fungus. And this is a cool article. It talks about different parasites and shit, if you're into that. But it's just a fungus like cordyceps that infects a house fly and then the, ha the fly gets all sick and then for some reason decides to post up in a really high spot so that the spores can uh, spread around once it dies. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even got to the video part, just the beginning. This is one of those like, I uh, should probably warn you guys. Yeah. You might so want halfway to down, you got like a grasshopper. There's these like weird worms that post up in grasshoppers and then explode oh. out of them and shit. Oh. And same with these, with this snail, there's like worms that uh, infect the snails and get up on those eye stalks. Yeah, so the snail would normally have like thin eye stalks, yeah. but there's these pulsing worm filling up the eye stalk right there. And then, so because of that, birds are more likely to eat these snails, plus they don't like hide out like they usually do. So they can work their way inside then, a bird. And then the worms grow in the, in the birds and then get put out in the feces and then uh, restarts the cycle all over again. Wow. Yeah, shit like that's just crazy, man. Yeah, like, uh, what are you gonna moment of silence for, like, the insect world being, uh, pretty gnarly. <laughs> right? I always just, if, uh, if, like, that's the thing that'll zombify humans is, like, some weird fungus eventually. Yeah, it's one of those the things. Zombie thing. it, it would be inevitable if we didn't keep fighting. It's yeah, like we're fighting a tiny. I, some people, like, scoff when you compare it to a war. But, like, uh, this is a practice round. Like, a real pandemic or, or like, a, a thicker-ass pandemic can really happen. And it has to go down like a war. Not to be, like, fatalistic or something, but, like, that's a deal. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. When all those things are, like, viruses are extremely difficult to deal with. But fungus, too. Like, funguses are, like, really uh, difficult funguses to get rid of. Or just almost impossible. You have to take some medicine for, like, a year. You have to make That's friends with the fungus family. I believe <laughs> the time we put into communicating internally with funguses that have positive messages for us is time that we spend preparing to like make peace before the war comes. Yeah, the Mario Brothers. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know your know your fungus, everybody. Yeah. Know your fungus. Right. Yeah. Don't just go be eating funguses. <laughs> that movie, man. <laughs> oh wow the stuff flying off this fly is just like dude do you guys remember the mario brothers movie oh yeah there's a documentary that's coming out on it oh actually shit. and it's I'm like a, i'm super stoked because so a documentary on the mario brothers movie like what went wrong oh what? no it was like a shit show and john link was almost gonna be on there and like they were drunk every effing day nice. of, of shooting and like ninety percent of of everything was done off the script. It was like really? they, were, they were winging it. It was like an absolute crap show. There was so many different like uh, just battles between like rights and Nintendo and like all these things. And it was just uh, it was crap. Uh, but it was one of my favorites. <laughs> it was yeah, as a of, kid, dude, just because it was a video game movie. Like as a kid, if it's a video game movie, it's just awesome. It was a really cool alternate universe way of looking at it, and it might have been crap in comparison to the game, like most fans would say. But like, look at what Marvel does. Like, what all these people do with like alternate universes and another way to look at it. Like, that's kind of like a cool way to look at it, and uh, you know. Yeah, and there's something to be said for like trying to take something that's doesn't have much of a plot, or yeah, 
mechanisms and for And then a story. making it happen. Yeah. And, and trying to put all this stuff in the movie, like, that's kind of cool. And, and actually, like, one of my most, like, favorite, like, inspiring lines came from John Lingazama in that movie, and I still use it today. What is that? Is it's <laughs> impractical, improbable, but nothing's impossible, Mario. So, like, that was, like, you know, <laughs> nice. it was, like, you know, it, it's true, though. You know, it's, uh, you know, keep dreaming, everybody. Right. <laughs> Plus positive. John Leguizamo. <laughs> he's, he's badass, Luigi. Right. right. You guys, do you guys have any idea how much the uh, fall, windfall of that movie uh, affected the culture of, like, Nintendo from then on? <laughs> like, no. Nintendo got so tight on that intellectual property and, like, who they allowed to license it. From that point on, have you noticed that since then, Mario didn't have a voice for, like, years? Until 64. Until Nintendo 64. Yeah, until Nintendo 64 was the first time you heard Mario make any sounds, like, with his mouth. <laughs> and yet it was everything you expected. Yeah, that's why, like, Mario and Luigi are, like, extremely safe and always super on model. <laughs> like, <right>. since. <laughs> it's me, Mario. <laughs> I'm gonna queen. <laughs> like, good thing, like, Italians were never enslaved. <laughs> because that would because that would have been oh, the most fuck. racist thing ever. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm I'm Guido. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for real, come on. It's a me, a hey, a Mario, a meet the ball. It's a spicy. Well, come on. A, there's like yeah, there's some movies that just like ruin uh ever getting intellectual property from someone ever again. Like Cat in the Hat did that for Dr. Seuss movies. Like for oh, live live action yeah. Dr. Seuss movies. After that, like the estate was like, nope. Fucking done. No more <laughs> live action movies. <laughs> nope. Thanks, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that Jim one was, that one was Mike Myers. Yeah. What? Yeah, the, the, the I cat forgot the hat. about that. Man, that's uh, embarrassing. Right? <laughs> Just like the makeup alone is like, wow. It's I mean, how did they think it was going to turn out? Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, like, how do you live action? Do I make you too? Randy? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was after uh, the. Why can't I remember the British guy? Awesome Powers. Thank you. Right. And then he, then he, didn't he do the Love Guru? And it was like, he got two characters. Like, I love character actors, but, like, he just got, like, insane. It was like, dude, slow down. Well, was, and that was, like, a, a time for, like, a lot of character actors and a lot of those types of movies. And then it just kind of, like, died out. Yeah. And that's when uh, he still tried to go after that. Wayne's but, World uh, would be the one to do. Yeah. If we were going to go back to that time. Oh, yeah classic like, man that's just money on the table but he was also a believable character like yep, he's, yep. he's acting as a character but yet we all believed he was wayne yep yeah, yeah totally was, yeah. yeah or like yeah. you knew someone's like older brother who was similar to that <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the difference right yeah that was like a major like the dream of wayne's world and really like while other people were like cringing at it and laughing at it and like being embarrassed for it like these silly people I like stars in my eyes, and I was like, I want to do it, even Same. if it's like in a basement. <laughs> right. I want to have my own stupid little show, so bad. <laughs> I think everyone here. Everyone in this community. Yeah. So, but like, if you you feel it, you know, tell a friend, y'all. You know, tell a friend. I'm gonna ASMR you so hard if you don't tell. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weird thing to happen in like YouTube culture for a minute. Is like game streamers thought they had to have like an ASMR channel I'm just like, oh yeah yeah I feel like try you to do everything take your hands out of my pants with an ASMR dude have you guys have you guys uh, checked out Among Us yet 
Oh, the new one. Yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. speaking of games, Among Us is blowing up the Dude, gaming. Even world. just like fun to watch, like watch people play it. Yeah, some people kind of play it like a podcast. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun for yeah. certain, but you can really tweak the settings to make it fun or not, like a real board game. I'm seeing. Yeah, totally. There's a uh, uh, this chick Hafu. Um, she plays like a lot of games online, but she's like insane how she like just fucking gaslights people really and like yeah dude she like manipulates like she'll be like the 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 way it's played is there's uh i think eight or ten people and you're like little characters on this spaceship and two people are basically imposter aliens who try to kill everyone else i like it with two imposters yeah i haven't played i've just been watching it yeah but uh and then every few uh minutes or someone can like report a body if they find it then there's a round of discussion and voting and you decide who to vote off based on like information of who's seen who where and suspicious activity and stuff like that but a lot of it's a social deception game so you have to like trick people and shit but this chick is like insane at it and she con <laughs> she constantly wins like one verse seven games where she's like the imposter against seven people wow and just like fucking roasts everybody it's insane and super entertaining to watch too <laughs> dude yeah. yeah so among us uh, i really like game ranks with an x falcon over hosting uh, uh, game ranks really is like turned me on to some cool video game culture stuff that I wouldn't otherwise get given that I really don't play video games ever but I just love tech and art and it's mm -hmm. one of those places where those come together so I follow gaming culture a lot uh, game ranks you guys uh, fun channel for that if you're if you're not sleeping on it and while I'm recommending YouTube channels while you're going over there and throwing a like and a sub to the greasy and the radio Vegas rocks YouTube channels because I know that's what you're up to right now <laughs> also donut media it keeps coming up with uh, f car friends of mine that don't realize that like the channel on YouTube that just won best sports channel is a car channel and it's called donut d-o-n-u-t and nice. I'm just in love with the crew there, so I have to shout them. Yeah, even if you're not, like, super into cars, it's one of those channels that, like, it's really cool. You'll become a car fan. Yeah, they'll car you down. Sometimes, like, I'm not really into cars, but we'll check out that shit. And sometimes it's just fun to listen to people, like, nerd out about shit that they're super excited about and explain it really yeah, well. absolutely. So, it's always entertaining. Yeah, sometimes there's some backstories behind things. That's what's happening to me with Formula One right now. <laughs> oh, so, nice. yeah, Formula One, I mean, it's just some, like, rectangles moving around on a road or whatever. But it turns out there's all kinds of uh, fun politics behind it, just like any sport. So It's actually kind of sad to me, though, like, how many things, like, I would be a fan of if the fan base didn't ruin the aesthetic or, or like ruin the thing for me. Oh, like, yeah. not, that, that not, not that they're like trying, but like cars, for instance, like we're just talking about cars. It's like, yeah, I'd probably be more into cars and like, you know, that whole thing. If it weren't for like, you know, having that view of like, Oh, well, you do you know. know some lame car people? No, everyone's awesome. All right. But, <laughs> uh, maybe a bad example, but you kind of know what I'm talking about. That like, happens. You know, you know, like, uh... But you share the passion, but you're like, oh... I think it's... I think that's, like, more happens with, like, entertainment shit. It probably, like, has to do with, like, cancel... Like, it's, it's, like, an adjacent to cancel culture, almost, where, like, something happens in a movie, or a movie's, like, good, and everyone, like, jumps on the bandwagon for, like, one catchphrase or something. Yeah. And then it just gets oversaturated, and it kind of just gets played out. That's something, like... I don't know, the, the contrarian in me sometimes will just be something will seem like onerous to me because of its popularity. Yeah, like Ford. 
Like that's what I'm talking about. Is like I appreciate and love like the history of Ford, and like I love a lot of like their classic vehicles. And you know, like I'm not hating on it, but like I've always been a Chevy guy. But why? Because the rock and roll. Because Chevy's like the the staple in like most punk and like rock. You know, everyone's driving a Chevy. You know, like because they're cheaper. Punk rock. You don't have a lot of money. Ford's a little more country. You know what I mean? I'm not hating, but I'm just not like you know. It's so funny. Like I could I could talk trash back and turn it into that kind of show because like. I'm a Ford fan. Uh, and the thing is, Shit. though, full credit to Dodge. They're usually the ones that are the most brave about innovating and taking risks. And it's killed them financially to have so many different parts for so many different models. Because yeah. you want to reuse the same parts in multiple models to, like, be cost effective. The Mopar boys. Yeah. The, like, there's a lot of risk taking in Mopar. with like the Hellcat and, like, throwing that in the Jeep track cock. And stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, man, take some risks. So full credit. It's like I, I love American cars and I'm proud of American cars, even though I'm like way JDM with my Honda. And like I've had like four Corollas, like dope ones, though. Like I had a boxy one and I had, I had some lame ones, too. I had the green one, the new green hatchback before I smooshed it. But yeah, like so cars is another thing. Brands get exciting to me. Like on a recent uh, on a recent haunted saloon episode your girl was on you notice i triggered her to talk about some makeup brands yeah that's yeah. so exciting because you, you see how she lit up yes. and even though i don't interact with these brands the way people talk about brands uh gets like the way people talk about sports that's actually cool where there's like inside and like this is better than this because of that and being into branding and marketing on that level like uh it's fun to like talk trash on brands and like <laughs> gives like, okay, I got to do some props on that brand for being like this. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter the industry at a certain point. If I've got any thoughts about it, it's like, I knew just enough makeup brands, to like get her excited comparing them. And it's like, that's it's, fun. It, it's so funny because I've never had like a certain vehicle brand, like really let me down to be honest. Like I have no reason to base. That's, I love Chevy or, or don't like Ford or like, love this or don't like this based off of anything like real. It's it, it's all kind of just like things that happen in your life and someone introduced you to this. You have a good memory in this vehicle or like whatever. I feel like that's a millennium a millennial viewpoint because like <laughs> in your time of being able to like drive cars, it's been mostly post two thousand where unless you had a Mercedes, like cars were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's when, like, luxury cars went downhill and, like, normal commuter cars, like, uh, actually were just solid across the board. Like, it's there's not a lot of real lemons since right. 2000 or but even since, like, early 90s. Like, early 90s, like, Ford really turned around. Uh, like, man, I had this 94 Escort that was just bulletproof. Smelled like gas. <laughs> but, like, oh, yeah. there was – I tore that engine up. Like, one of the things that pushes the valves, right? That's easy enough to follow. It, like, spread out. It had, like, a little roller on it that got lost somehow. And the thingies that held the roller, like, spread out. And just, I had to twist and pull this thing out of this tube it went through. And just ground all these grooves through it. I just threw a bunch of seafoam through this engine. And <laughs> Bob's your uncle. It's <laughs> almost that thing. It would computer, like, calibrate itself. But it wasn't so computer that the computer thing was a problem. The computer would just correct for things and then shut it down before it overheated. So all the moments where I pushed this engine to, like, where it would have hurt itself, it would just stall instead. So, man. 
It's almost stupid the things that I base like why I like a car over another car. Yeah, you like you went around for the ones that like really when they used to really break a lot. No, it'd, be, it'd be like something stupid like the knobs. Like I like the way the knobs look versus like this like stuff that doesn't really have to do with like the inside, just like the way I felt inside of it. You but know? that matters now. Now it's really like more of a competition of style and design. And that's great because it's a more level playing field and it allows more versatility and like uh, less clear winners. This makes it way more fun to argue stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no brand wants to leave you hanging on the side of the highway, right? Yeah, like like, like Chevy's. Like I can go back to liking Chevy again when there's things like the Camaro and some dope style moves they made. Yeah, uh, you met me after Elvira, which was my Camaro. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't not love Camaros. It's just it's a freaking. It was Camaro. newer. It was 2013 SS, but like I love. I love even the ugly Camaros. I'm like, I'll take them. <laughs> like the catfish Camaro. You guys familiar with the catfish? Oh yeah, that I'm bug-eyed not. looking. Yeah, so let me show you guys. <laughs> was that on a newer the, one? Uh, yeah, old? yeah, it's yeah. on the newer side, but like middle. So gotcha. Let me show you guys on the uh, old uh, video situation on greasyconversation.com. So the Catfish Camaro is like a late 90s one. And this was the one I had a toy car of. I had a RC car of this fella. And because of that, I've got like a special attachment. But it's got that catfish mouth. It's kind of like, I'm a car. Want to go for a ride? Yeah, I want to ride around inside me. I want to be our friends, you guys. I don't know why I made him Swedish. I'm a car. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Man, it really looks like that. This boy. Very expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Here, there, Douglas. <laughs> Mr. Dink. Oh man, what? 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 Okay, this is a fun game. You guys know the Fox Body Mustang? So, like, this is a total, like, '90s kid <clears throat> car. So, the Fox Body Mustang is the boxy Mustang, and um. What happened was we had this oil crisis and Mustangs got all fuel efficient. People hated them. The Mustang 2 was really hated. But um, towards the tail end of that, we actually had some powerful Mustangs again. And some of the first ones were the Fox body ones named after the guy that designed the body style. But it was still in that era of uh, boxy ass cars. So you have what's considered like the ugliest Mustangs. Right. And part of that, it's like Raiders fans. Like... You love you love to hate them, and then you like ironically love them, and now they're blowing up in price. But like, <laughs> it's just like me. That's like the if, whole. Look at that like tiny little mouth. This is when if a rapist was a car, <laughs> <laughs> it's still tight-lipped smile. Right? <laughs> hey guys, hey. Oh fuck! I'll buy your drink. Hi there. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this was also okay. Ford had a huge problem with overheating. And, like, you look at their cars from this era, and there's, like, no opening in the front. Like, why do you let... <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, if you let air get on the radiator, maybe you wouldn't have this overheating problem. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Hi. Damn. Hi, guys. That's cool. I'm a fox body. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. That's... That's the really want to make court car voices. <laughs> All right, sorry. Actually, it's it's Bob Thornton now. I'll is. spare you guys. No, so you want to tune in to uh, all the greasy conversation talk shows. You're talking um, Two Clueless Dudes, Dirty Window, which we just had, and Haunted Saloon, all at greasyconversation.com. And that's where you'll get the full spectrum of all the voices we've given to cars. <laughs> so that's that's bonus content. Tune in to my Instagram, waz.lol, to see a daily 
car get a new voice? Yeah, what if I really this did should that? be like a patrons only. <laughs> this a special a, patron just for me yeah, voicing cars. Absolutely. No, I'm gonna live stream I this. Support right? it. So holler in the chat or get back to me or whatever if you want to see me do a live stream of just voicing cars. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, like AJ and I'll team up on it. We can do some oh, car shit. voices. Yeah, get in on this. So good. That's great. All right. All right. Hey everybody, Brendan from the Brendan and Kevin Show here, and I am here to talk to you about the Cush NC noise-canceling headphones from Kicker Audio. Now, I just purchased a pair of these bad boys, and I gotta say, these things are so awesome. And to prove how awesome they are, I have traveled all the way to Germany to this really loud and terrible polka fest, and want to click on this button right now to show you how good they are so with this little click and just like that all the noise is gone these things are so awesome and you can only get them at kicker.com so i want you to go to kicker.com and check them out they have some of the best headphones around so if you're like me and do a lot of audio from home home recording, uh, live radio, anything of that sort, go check these out. But Kicker doesn't just do headphones. They got your car covered. They got your power sports covered. They even got your boat covered. Who doesn't want a kick-ass sound system in their boat when they go out to Lake Mead and throw an awesome boat party? So go check them out. Kicker.com. Tell them RadioVegas.rock sent you. And in the meantime, I got to find my way home. I don't know how I'm going to get back from Germany in time for the show. But until then, see you later. Hey, Radio Vegas Rocks listeners. It's your favorite habitual line stepper, Sober Sal from the Not Playing Stupid podcast. For those who know me, I'm all about barbecue. The problem I was running into is finding a place when I'm out of town that is one, amazing, and two, won't cut into my drinking money. So next time you're in Vegas, you gotta check out Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Jesse Ray's Barbecue is an award-winning barbecue joint that serves Vegas' best slow-smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and my favorite, brisket. Trust me when I say it's not just good, it's delicious. So before you blow your kid's college fund at the roulette wheel, or marry the chicken mint five hours ago while playing Keno, make sure you do it on a full happy stomach at Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Casino. Mention you heard this ad from my show, and you get a free punch in the mouth from sweet old Jetsy Ray herself. Mm-mm, that's got some kick. So don't forget Jetsy Ray's Barbecue, where they're all about that butt. Your new favorite internet radio station, RadioVegas.rocks. So this is Waz. You're listening to Greasy Conversation. Throw a dot .com on it, and you can pop into the link to look at what we're looking at, too. But we're talking it to you, too. We're talking it to you, too. You can wash your dishes and clean your house with this, too. You can relax and study to buy this, buy to this, to from this. Anyway, what I've been peeping at during this little break here is my buddy, Giorgetto Guigaro. Guigaro. Um, it's difficult to Google, but if you type in kind of what that sounded like and car designer, he's the... He's the most prolific car designer in history and he's not only responsible for some boxy classics like the volkswagen golf which is like a belovedly shaped chubby little car for also being in the boxy club but a ton of sleek futuristic wedge shaped cars 
like Lotus Esprit, some, uh, what are those, Lamborghinis, and the other horse. What is that? Ferrari. Boom. Ferrari. Uh, I'm scrolling through some of these now, and it's just like, you can't not fall in love with classic body shapes like the DeLorean. Yeah. It was also uh, designed by this fella, like one of the only good-looking BMWs that still had <laughs> to have the stupid hog nose in the front because my design language, oh, we've got to maintain design language even if it's like the ugliest grill that's ever been put on a stupid car from, <laughs> what was this, the grill from like when cars had to be shaped like uh, hot dogs? Like cars aren't shaped <laughs> like they go in a bun anymore. Yeah, like what's the sound this one's making? It just snorts. It's just, yeah, that's the sound of the. <laughs> that's, oh, no that's what BMWs look like. Take it. Take that. It's like the guy at the gym who's like all jacked up, but then he like talks with a lisp. Yeah. He's like, hey guys, what's going on? That's you know? what BMWs sound like. Like that's what the Seven Series just sounds oh my fatter. God, look at his bod. Hi, ladies. How's it going? <laughs> no, dude. That's this. Uh, look at, I can't believe this is a Giugetto GR12. This is um, uh, Alfa Romero. This one just talks with a click, like a bat looking for sonar. <laughs> like. <laughs> so what is that? What speaking is that? of speaking of being like trapped in the design language of your ancient grill, have you ever seen an Alfa Romero? They have to have a front grill like a shield. It also ends up looking like a. Like when an anime girl is smiling, but also it's like the animal face. It's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 Okay, if you could see this Alfa Romero we're looking at right now, that's that dead sense. on what its voice would be. Yeah, totally makes I'm sense. also talking uh, trash to Michael Gagliano from Two Clueless Dudes. <laughs> The only Alfa Romero owner that I know. <laughs> the, we call oh. him the brave one. It's That's like, awesome. good luck getting parts on your... What, who's the parent company of that? It's basically like having a, like Lamborghini parts availability. <laughs> <laughs> like a car you can afford. You just make sure you uh, uh, ditch it before 100,000 miles, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they're reliable, but like, how do you know? Because, like, they just came back. Like, you couldn't get an Alfa Romero in the States until fairly recently. Yeah. And the Quattrofolio, which is the, the sporty, like, the flagship one, the stats are good on it. It's not, it's nothing to scoff at. It actually stands for, for leaf, clover time. So that's the, there's, there's a lot of cool um, branding going on with Alfa Romero that you just can't, uh, you know, take for granted. It's uh, the brand game strong. Look at that smiley face little monster. So this is actually a dope car. The Quattrofoglio. Quattrofoglio. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's a street monster. And, uh, you know, you can get it if you're, um, you know, adventurous. And you like, you like your car to smile at you so... <laughs> Like hentai, like. All <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Let me see the message. Consenticles. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> All right, I'm wallowing, Greg. You can rescue me now. All right. Done. Yeah. All right. We got Chinese. A Chinese family of nine dies after eating toxic noodles. Oh no. 
Yeah, so this is, so apparently there's a, a noodle dish that they're made from fermented flour. Oh. Risky. I've heard of sriracha oil, but turpentine? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a common dish, but apparently this batch of noodles was in the freezer for a year. Yeah, it's, it, it's too long. Yeah. In case anyone's wondering. Thanks, was. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like, you know, you guys, I wanted to give you some hot food tip, you know. Like, don't just keep right, it like for a year. Like, if it's fucking freezer burnt, like, nah. Uh, food? Only very rare certain foods get more valuable with age. And don't ever leave your heads in the freezer. Get rid of those immediately. Well, the thing is, as far yeah. as getting rid of part of a human body, the head is one of the parts that's most identifiable. So... Dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> to those who got caught. <laughs> the head's one of the things you want to leave in the freezer for at least a year. Yeah, in the spirit of Halloween, we should be like true to the Halloween spirit and give you guys legit murder tips. Yeah, sorry about that. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so whole, whole family just croaked, man. That's rough. Yeah. Noodled. Fucking noodled. <laughs> and then, I don't know, this was this was a couple weeks ago, but this video's been uh, floating around. Uh, this hiker in Utah, followed by a cougar for like six minutes, just uh, oh. following him down this trail. Yeah. It just popped out with its, uh, with its babies, and they got spooked. And so the little babies ran away, and then the the mom just followed this dude for like six minutes and he was trying to scare it but wasn't having none of that and it was getting pretty rowdy but eventually he just threw a rock at it <laughs> <laughs> scared it off well that's nice. good not a uh yeah not a good situation man yeah, wrong place fucking, wrong time that's a man there was this article and this was years ago but i found it and it was a uh, joe rogan beat a mountain lion to death after it broke into his house <laughs> and i was like oh of course joe rogan could do that yeah i immediately believed yeah <laughs> is it weird that i'm like i don't know I, i'm kind of offended that it was in his home and i don't know like, uh, not, out like in the not, wild. not offended towards the lion but like I, I just feel like you have more control in your environment rather than like you're in an environment where nobody else is around like you can grab a phone or something i don't know yeah so, like, i'm not anti-rogan i'm just saying like uh well, the thing Beat is, it to death? if it's in your home, I mean, that's your home. If you go to its home and beat it to death, that seems more wrong. Like, it came in your home. I don't know, the, but in my mind, I'm thinking, like, the lion's not in it. It's in a weird area. It's, it's just, like a new thing. So it's like... You have an unfair advantage because you're, you're in your home turf in your home. But, like, you deserve that unfair advantage. But, like, an angry yeah. lion around its cubs, like, I could see being, like, totally angry and vicious. Yeah. But a, like, confused lion, like, in your home it seems like it wouldn't be like <laughs> so bad you'd have to it, beat it <laughs> it didn't get in my home by accident that fella's uh, up to no good Came to party yeah that's right so you don't get to it's like that stand your ground law in, in uh, florida yeah <laughs> yeah like no animals come in my house without me having some qualms i don't know i'm sorry i, I just i just want details for anyone wondering uh that actually did not happen. Joe Rogan did not. Nor will anyone else <laughs> likely ever beat a mountain lion to death with their own hands. Oh, Real tough. So yeah, it, look it at this fellow. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a fake article. The uh, way the front paws go out <laughs> sideways, like real wide, uh -huh. you, how are you going to get a swing in, you know? Look, get, the face is all far back in these front, like a, oh, wow. like a thing that's going to grab some salad. Those side paws come in. 
Like, where are you yeah. going to punch? You're going to punch it in the hand? Like, yeah, plus even, like, even a kick is just going to grab your leg and you're just going to go down its throat, leg first. Plus, they're not, like, huge, but One they're still bite. strong as fuck, man. So, One bite. Up, man. Yeah. It's them claws, dude. You'd be like a snake eating an egg is how you're going to go down that mountain <laughs> lion. He's going to slurp you like some noodles. Just imagine that. Toxic noodles. Yeah. I mean, that cat in this video, um, I mean, I, it seems like it doesn't look that big from this, but, you know, in person, it's just like it's got razor blade tips. It's, you know. If a chihuahua was doing that to me, I'd be scared. <laughs> I'd, no? I'd swing my fists and keep feet around. It would, like, have to come at a bunch of fists and feet. Like, it's not going to bite my, you know, belly first. But, shh, come at me, bro. I, I want a chance to, like, uh, virtually try to fight a mountain lion without the risk of... Because, like, it's, it looks like... I don't know. It's like I want to fight it. That would be a good VR <laughs> game. Yeah. Like, I don't want the risk of actually fighting a mountain lion, but, like, a, like a tuffle... Like a, it's like a Calvin and Hobbes doll full of sensors and you just like <laughs> knock it around and then the game and then the goggles, it feels like you're really beating up a defenseless actual animal. I mean, that would probably like get some stuff out, you know, maybe that would be good for society. Of all the things I could artificially do to get Beat up an animal, out, <laughs> like that would be the last thing. Okay. Yeah, I love real animals. So <laughs> I've got all this pent up, like, you know, no. for <laughs> millions of years. Listen, as human beings, uh, we became who we are on a cellular level, beating up on other animals. Even when we're uh, single cell <laughs> organisms in the ocean, when we were fish growing legs, we were beating up other leggy fish to get there. And now when mankind has grown the best and the fastest, and when we've advanced the most clearly, it's been through discovering peace and cooperation. And we see that in other more uh, refined, like, species on the earth that are otherwise like they struggle the least they have the chillest time they have the, the least amount of cortisol uh the stress hormone occurring in them they're ones that have learned cooperation and peace and that's great that's the future but it doesn't mean that uh those urges aren't still inside you to just beat up an animal um and that's why video games are great animal beating simulator yeah i feel like that's not wrong because the simulation and it satisfies like uh, old genes that, you know, they're still in there. It's kind of like how we still got to, like, drain the pipes. Even if the, the, the cotton candy ain't going anywhere, even <laughs> if, the, <laughs> even if the, the, the milk ain't going to become no cheese, you still got to <laughs> milk it anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's primal. It's healthy. If only yeah. there were a simulator for that. <laughs> milking simulator. Milking <laughs> table simulator. It's a whole kit. <laughs> oh, man. I took it there. You guys put up with it. Tell a friend. All right. This might be some uh, some law stuff, but new technology allows circuits to be printed directly on the skin. Yeah. So you body modification people, you yeah. know, uh, you, it's, you might be putting chips and your and people put chips in this little fleshy part of the hand right here, you know, where your thumb and your index finger connect. And that flap, you can throw the same kind of chip that you put in the neck of your cat. So it scans. These things, you might think it's like super advanced, but check it out. You can actually dig how this works. You have a little coil in there. 
right? So if you ever charged like wireless charging on a phone or like an electric toothbrush, you have two coils, one that sends, one that receives, and they're like tuned to each other. They're just the same length, same diameter. The electricity will turn into magnetism with the coil as one does, and then go into the other coil, turn back into electricity. You actually do the same thing, but with a metal or like an iron core in the coils in any old transformer, like when you charge your phone or like plug in your answering machine, you guys, or like plug in your... <laughs> yeah. What do you... You know what I'm saying? When you like my pager in my pocket. Yeah, when you, when you need to charge your alphanumeric pager. <laughs> so in there, there's a transformer uh, you're, you're, uh, for your... Uh, man, I'm out of old technology. Like, we just nailed them all. Like, VCRs <laughs> don't do it. this. Anyway, that that's it. all the old tech. Everything just else is still current to only, us. Only answering machines and pagers. Dude, I'm so into answering machines, though. Like, uh, back in the day, I used to get broken answering machines from people and build guitar amps and, like, take them to high school and stuff and get in trouble because they're too loud. Like, nice. Anyway, transformers, that's how they work. You have this coil on the chip. The, the coil gets a little power powers up a little chip another little antenna sends a number back and bob's your uncle bob's <laughs> been your uncle a lot lately uh, always has been so anyway you have wires on your skin and that's a thing now too you know go do it i don't even want a tattoo well like, yeah this is like more like a tattoo yeah it like prints um golden circuitry on the skin and it's like to be used for monitoring uh temperature blood level blood oxygen levels and all that type of shit but can it play crisis not yet it can't (laughs) but no like if it's measuring vital signs and like doing some tools or maybe showing you the time on your wrist that'd be pretty sick like tattoo (laughs) clock how dope (laughs) would that be i'm an executive you guys i don't know the time in the shower (laughs) it's so weird though too like you know how like kind of like anti-religiously i can be sometimes but yet I'm seeing every Revelations movie that was shoved down my throat in Christianity, like culture, like actually like happening sometimes. So it's weird. The only thing that's not <laughs> happening is people are moving further away from uh, any traditional concept of a god uh, in the literal sense and towards like gods of, say, like community and science and the math of the universe becoming these uh, de- deityified. Which I, I really strongly am into that, that like we can't throw away the concept of God entirely right. when we're flying through the air and healing the sick. Yeah. Uh, we just do this as collections of people, as communities and teams. Um, so what was my point with that? I would say that like, um, so there's these other gods uh, playing God with tattoos I don't know, man. I, was, I had something <laughs> hot there. That happens. I derailed myself. I think just, like, not knowing for sure should make you kind of not shut off anything or, you know, be open to, like, everything. It's because you, you don't really know. And There's like, dimensions we can't even touch, so we can't turn off anything. You can't discredit anything at face value. Everything deserves a chance. Uh, and, like, repeated chances. There could be a chunk of truth in something we threw away as... Um, like where you turn stuff into gold what's that thing that never worked alchemy alchemy <laughs> led tons of actual science even though it has yet to be actually achieved they've they've actually been able to do that but it's like very small like atoms Just a of tiny lead or bit some of shit gold. Yeah. yeah like a small collection of, of atoms of lead into gold and it takes a tremendous amount of energy to do that so it's not even 
practical. Meanwhile, making artificial diamonds has advanced so far that not only are like flawed and low quality diamonds more valuable. Yeah. Industrial diamonds are all artificial. Uh, you can actually make not like you because you need a little bit of kit, but one can make diamonds in a traditional consumer microwave oven now. Okay. Damn. It can be done. I didn't know that. Yeah. You wrap some coal in a paper towel and you put an upside down cup over it, put some lighter fluid over there. And what you do is you take a grape and you cut the grape in half. So there's just like a tiny bit of skin between the two halves of the grape. And you want to light a candle in there and then fire up that microwave and you, you stream that stuff and you stream it live because you don't know if you're going to be around to like post it later. You know what I'm saying? Also, also Waz will be watching if you have some kittens you want to throw in there. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, like Waz. Candles. Candles in the microwave. This is something that led to... Uh, hold on, that candles in the microwave. Led to the most realistic lightsaber that's ever been done. Let me pull up okay. while I tell you about this. So... If you put a candle in a microwave, um, this is Hacksmith Industries. I'm going to dump this into the Industries lightsaber. You know, I can't talk and, you know. So the news notes, that's what they're called. I'm going to dump a link to this in there for you guys to check out, too. But Hacksmith Industries lightsaber for you guys did also a, like a glowing wire lightsaber that looked extremely realistic they called it a proto saber because the um, it still requires a belt pack so in, in Star Wars lore those were called proto sabers so you power, belt pack power it uh, this one they started with a torch nozzle that you would find in uh like a really, really high-end glass blowing. Mm. Like if you're like an ace glass blower that you've made enough money to buy like a $4,000 nozzle or something like that. Something like four, maybe it was $10,000. A ridiculously priced nozzle. But the precision of it would let this combination of propane and oxygen um, shoot out with a perfectly round beam and with a really precise length. And uh, like a candle in a microwave, like microwave energy can excite the fire and make the fire just go crazy because you've already got this plasma and plasma is conductive whereas regular air isn't so then it acts like metal in the microwave made of fire so that's just it goes just crazy can't wait yeah that yeah. so candle in the microwave tread lightly on that one don't do it for a long time but the grape cut in half thing that seemed like some throwaway random comment that's dope you gotta legit do that um, full disclaimer like you uh, if you damage your microwave, I take no responsibility. Don't do this with a microwave that you value. Research it first on your own, please. Yeah, but that said, um, also a CD in the microwave or a DVD, they, oh, yeah, they like, there. oh, <laughs> it's like Thanos' face when he dies. It's so cool. So uh, this is why I can't monetize my YouTube videos because I share this stuff with you guys, but you're worth it. So I really encourage you to patronize our sponsors when that stuff comes up. Uh, but Hacksmith Industries, since we're telling you all kinds of sweet YouTube channels uh, to check out, they've been doing this for a minute. And with this nozzle, this lightsaber they made, look at how they, it just goes through whatever. Wow. It just, That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. That's <laughs> so freaking cool. Cut through doors. <laughs> it's like nothing that's ever been seen before as a lightsaber. It's 
just beyond legit. And then also props to this metalwork they did. Look at that, the details of that nozzle with these concentric rings in it to be able to get. It's also based on laminar flow. If you guys aren't familiar with laminar flow, it's probably one of the flows I'm most excited about. <laughs> it's the principle by which like those water fountains happen where it looks like a beam, uh, like a like it's almost a perfect pipe of water. And then when it touches something, it doesn't splash, just mm. spreads out perfectly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Smarter Every Day on YouTube did a killer like love letter to laminar flow that uh, just like puts romance to the concept forever. Studied how it worked. And this is like laminar flow with these gases. Wow, did you see that thing turn on? Oh, <laughs> look at that. Legit. It That's really like looks like a lightsaber. Yeah. Like he's holding around. It makes a similar sound. Does it? To a lightsaber, yeah. I want to see like two touch. It's I got want, that. I want to see a battle. It's got that glow too. <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. Like you can't just like tap that against your head. You'll lose skull. Yeah, no. That's oh, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's as dangerous as a lightsaber. He is moving very slowly and cautiously. Wow. Okay, catch your breath after that. Check that out. That's so impressive. yeah, like, I'm you scared. can see it start to go through the door, and then they're like, "Check out our Instagram. <laughs> Look Damn. at this. It's about as fast as in the movies that it pops through the door. That you, so stay tuned with them. They're gonna go through some dummies and some cars and." <laughs> oh man, look at that car! It's gonna get lightsabered out. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I gotta kind of calm down after that. Wow. So it's not just the force that makes it know when it's a stop. <laughs> right. Apparently, it's, it's laminar flow. <laughs> All right, real quick before our last uh, last break in Florida, we got an arsonist was spotted uh, setting fire to garbage trucks. He torched over a dozen uh, commercial garbage trucks dressed in trash bags. So I guess if you're going to do something like that, you might as well look the part. That was my Halloween costume one uh, elementary school year. I think it was fourth grade. I didn't know what to do. I was fifth. And no, it might have even been middle school. So I was like, oh, no, like I'll be a ghost. So I like just put on all black sweats and then got a bunch of white uh, shopping bags and just <laughs> tore them up and tied it all over my body. So I just had trash bags tied to myself all over. And they just called me white trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so this arsonist game. That sounds like a wasp move. Arson? Man, it's a... Uh, yeah, shitty move. I'm trying to figure out the message in that, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe garbage. it's a disgruntled uh, ex-worker. Maybe that's what I thought. In, a, in a simulated world with no consequences, uh, and like also nothing to go wrong for people, where it's not like insurance fraud or someone else's property being damaged, arson would be so much fun. <laughs> you guys, arsonist simulator, PS Five. Let's do it. The roof is on fire. Do you guys, yeah. you guys have any like fire stories from when you were kids that were risky? <laughs> Man, when I was a kid, like my mom will tell you, I was like a really good kid. I was like a really chill, easy kid to raise. They raised me to be like a buddy. So just like my parents, like little friend and little tag along. So I got a little bit older and there's two categories where I would get in trouble. Be totally good. I didn't get the best grades, but I like learned stuff anyway. I just like wasn't what they wanted me to learn. Where I'd get in trouble or my parents would actually get mad at me. It always had to do with either fire or girls <laughs> oh, no. it's always one or the other 
So like, uh, I once got caught because I left a tape in the VCR. It's not one of the girl ones. The tape was, I didn't make tapes, you guys. <laughs> uh, where was I going? Oh, it was me burning stuff with like yeah. this old like camera. I took video of uh, me writing my friend Ahmed's name in uh, napalm, which you can make by mixing gasoline and styrofoam. It turns into like a gel mm -hmm. and we would make that and put it on things. And like uh, his name was all on fire on this like scrap wood. The real fun is capacitor pyrotechnics. So like you take an electrolytic capacitor and you take one that's like a 16 volt one or something. Uh, let me pull one up for you to show you. Hope everyone's taking notes. Yeah. I know I am. Don't do this, but totally do this. Like officially, honestly, like you shouldn't do this unless you're confident enough to take entirely your own responsibility. We take no responsibility uh, for even bringing up that this is a thing, but it's a thing. <laughs> uh, so these 16 volt electrolytic capacitors, that's like the, the sweet spot. You give them 120 volts. And what we did, we took a bunch of leftover light switches and put them so you had to flip them all in a row and then press a big red button. So you'd count down and this capacitor would pop and it pops like a little black cat. It's not really that big a deal on its own. But someone gave us like overstock hair gel containers from some like hair gel company that went bottoms up or whatever. And we would coat them with just a coating of the gasoline. Cause little known fact, you need the vapors. Liquid gas is practically worthless. Yeah. It burns, uh, proportionately slow compared to other things. It's part of the point to get that slow push kind of burn of that piston. So um, get a little bit of coating of the gasoline inside the hair gel container. It's about two inches tall and just about the perfect size container to put my fist in if my fist were a gel. Hmm? That's how I tell you <laughs> sizes of things. So we'd screw the lid on, pop this capacitor, and then the lid would go like four stories in the air. Nice. We'd put like a big coffee can over it and have a little coffee can rocket. Good nice. times. We yeah. used to, in the big like drainage ditches, we would get a, find like a can of spray paint and then get a little fire next to it and then drop a rock on it. <laughs> <laughs> Huge yeah. fire cloud. Yeah. It's fucking, Did you fucking ever get great. Where, where the spray paint can spins around on fire? Oh, yeah, we like, had that yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, one time we did that. The worst injury I had from this is a friend threw a Matt Sar threw a chunk <laughs> of a, like a cinder block onto a can that was already spinning and firing. It bounced off the cinder block and just like tumbled and bumbled its way towards me like a puggle. And I didn't get out of the way and it just stopped into my shin. And there's a oh. dent in my shin to this day. Actually, it might have been Sam. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> My go-to was always mom's hairspray in the candle lighter. Like that was just yeah. like your yeah, classic, it's classic. Good little torch. Fireworks in the house. It's no excuse that you strapped them to a car and the car went really fast. You still can't have fireworks in the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we do our last? Uh... Yeah, throw them some bobs and think about you guys. Think in your heart about the real wonder behind electrolytic capacitors. Is your cell phone dirty? It's a fact. Your cell phone is 10 times dirtier than a toilet seat. Now you can destroy up to 99.9% .9 of all germs on your phone in less than 60 seconds with the new UV Clean Phone Sanitizer from Hometics. 
Your phone is a part of your life. It goes where you go and more. It can easily pick up germs and viruses that can make you sick. Stay healthy. Our unique UV technology will destroy 99% of all the germs on your phone in just 60 seconds. Just put your phone in the sleek case and turn it on, and the germs are gone. Call now to order, and Home Medics will give you an extra $20 savings and get our 30 day satisfaction guarantee. Order yours now. Call 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. Again, that's 800 738 5332. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-430-7568. 800-430-7568. That's 800-430-7568. Be sure to get your mix of music. Listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store. And check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. It's Greasy Conversation, the talk show where we involve ourselves with dank news and dark tech. So, GreasyConversation.com to check out the links to these things that we're showing you we didn't just make them up we've got proof we've got sources to cite and uh while we technically could do it without you it's way better <laughs> with you so we encourage you all to uh, just tell in a case friend. you were wondering no <laughs> i don't need you but i want you and isn't it better to be wanted yeah. then I'm sure that's uh, a song somewhere set someone up where they're just right. like dependent on you and all stockholmed that's yeah right yeah we're not like building our community from uh, unavoidable abuse codependency yeah yeah <laughs> we're not making you just get like that little bit of of love after we've uh, just kicked you around we don't kick you around here <laughs> I don't know what's with my picture. This is the show that doesn't kick you around. <laughs> Why is this one like double hitting today? Yeah, like what's with, uh, I've got to look at my Ableton, y'all. Like, it's like I got a sneaky little echo bit. That's it's, I got a virus, I'm sure. If like, you know, Macs don't get viruses unless it's my Mac. <laughs> it's gotten... A Scott couple. Oliver. Yeah. I don't know where I'm dipping it, but it's coming back. It's coming back greasy. Nice. All right. Home stretch. We got a uh, kind of sad, but also kind of you get what you get. Uh, a Florida man kills his twin while they're playing with guns. So yeah. they were like chilling in a car. Uh, 
sounds like they're probably smoking weed and they found a pipe sounds like this. florida yeah and so they're like one of them pulls a gun out and points it at, at the other twin and then in response he pulls out his gun and points it back and accidentally pulls the trigger maybe not accidentally who knows the wrong kid died right yeah <laughs> That's such a slept-on movie that's becoming like a like a comeback classic. Cox, Dewey Cox, Dewey Cox, uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I still have never watched that. Yeah, uh, it's got it everything that you might love about uh, what is that NASCAR movie? Which also has uh, Talladega, Nights. Talladega Nights. So it's like Talladega Nights for musicians. Yeah, it's uh, all yeah. fictional, but yes, yet it's like more accurate than like Walk the Line. Which yeah. is like it's a big parody of that. It's it like, parodies Walk the Line, but it also parodies the the producer from Beach Boys, Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson. It and also, the Doors. Yeah, it parodies everybody. the Doors movie hard. Yeah, everybody. Oh, uh, what is that? Check it out. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. He's hilarious, man. Dude, Steve Brule on uh, yeah. Adult Swim. Brule's rule for your health. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, that's some of the best shit ever. But Steve Brule's great. Man, there is a, a comedian with the get you get what you get tattoo. Is a pop. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what I thought of it. Was the uh, who was that? It's um the guy from Doctor Show, Myth Doctor Show. Yeah. I'm reading everything today, you guys. With Bob and David. Mr. Show, Odenkirk. David Cross, David Cross. Cross, David Cross. <laughs> Finally got there. Thank you. I was trying to. David go- something, David. Yeah, if you don't Google David Cross, the get what you get tattoo doesn't come up. <laughs> Someone said that was Dave Novara and David Cross combined. <laughs> like, like Dave uh, that's what it looked like. Yeah, like Dave Navarro and David Cross. Oh, like, dude. Are you see it? Are you see yeah, it? yeah. The guy that was like a dad to me, shout out, Dickie Sar, because I was just talking about his kid, um, got me into guitars and stuff. He would talk so much shit on Dave Navarro. He was like old friends with him. Because this guy used to roadie for Hendrix. Oh, That's wow. why I got some legit old parts from his shed, you guys. Uh, when I say I've got, like, a guitar part that's all special and old and I have no proof of it, that's my—that's what little provenance I have. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Dave Navarro. He would, he would, like, tell us, like, don't be like Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Whatever you do. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Damn. Blood, sugar, sex, magic, y'alls. Yeah. That was the album that had him on it, right? We're talking about the Chili Peppers guitarist to bring you guys back up to, sorry, Inside Baseball again. No, Navarro was yeah, uh, you're, you're James, James Addiction. Addiction. Yeah. Oh no! What am I talking about? With the, I'm talking about the. Um, RHCP is uh, John Frusciani. No, no, no! Bef- between the two Frusciantes, there was, yeah, it was David Navarro in the. Was he on RHCP for a while? Or was he on that album? Wait, you're saying those letters too fast. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm to say that all the time. David Navarro played too in Chili Peppers long. in the 93. He was the one for the album um, that was those four names. He was uh, Give It Away Now had No For okay. Shanti. That was Got David you. Navarro, yeah. All right. Dang, he looks like a vampire. Look at He looks like uh, Chris <laughs> Angel. Are <laughs> 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 ready? <laughs> Dang, Dave Navarro yeah. mind freak, you guys. <laughs> so a bunch of the guys from Ink Master came in the Golden Tiki, uh, not the Golden Tiki, but Frank's Tiki Lounge one night, and I was just like sitting in there, and like they were like, oh, you know, don't don't look at them, don't don't talk to them or whatever. And I was sitting there drawing uh, illustrations on napkins while he's sitting like right over there, and I just left him there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, yeah. 
Were they pictures of him, like a creepy stalker? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, this is the worst illustration, you know, like stabs. <laughs> the eyes aren't facing the same way and stuff. <laughs> like, Navari! <laughs> Navarino! Navarro. All right, this, this is just a weird fucking story. There's the, in a Finland aquarium, there's this fish that got depressed after the, or it looked like it got depressed uh, when they had to shut down for the pandemic. But also, the fish eats every other fish that ever goes in its cage. So even like, it even ate a, a lionfish, which is extremely venomous. Uh, so they had a special, uh, was it a birthday celebration? Yeah. I cannot find this article in the news notes. What is this? And it lived. Oh. And it lived, right? Uh, yeah, it's still alive. Okay. Yeah, I'm sad because I eat all my friends and I'm, I eat all my friends because I'm sad. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's a, a big, it's a big, ugly grouper named Miko. Miko, maybe. Miko. Miko. Sad. One of those. Fish. I don't know. I just thought, you know, fish eating Sounds all his friends. Creepy. Look at his face, though. Groupers, man. Don't mess with them in an alley. Well, and then the people, like, in the aquarium were like, oh, he's definitely depressed. He's really sad that he ate all his friends. We better have what? a, we better have a celebration for him. Gotta get him, get his spirits up. Oh, look at the little happy birthday all over his tank. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. This monster. Wow. No, there's fish that really get depressed and they get bummed when they don't have their buddies or they don't have enough interaction with their human pal. Like, there's fish that'll be a pal. This fish is just a dick. F this guy. <laughs> well, no one's going to want to be your friend if you keep pushing them away. I mean, <laughs> right. does he really get cheered up? I got mixed feelings about yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think At so. At what point do you just leave him the fuck alone and stop putting fish in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Nothing works. Yeah, maybe feed him to one of these other... Yeah, yeah see know. if another fish will eat him. Fish yeah. gotta eat, but I mean, don't eat your buddies. Yeah. Listen, you guys, uh, if you take away one thing from this show as a learning experience, don't eat your buddies. Halloween's coming up. I know, like, the cannibal inside of you might be like, oh, I wonder what my friends taste like. I mean, yeah. conolingus is one thing, but don't... Eat your buddies. Yeah, put your penis in there and you both be happy. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eat, a, eat a weenie. Your penis don't die. He gets but a don't. snack. You feel good. You know what I'm saying? You know, helping fish. No teeth, you guys. <laughs> if you're going to eat your friends, just no teeth. We do it for the fish. Yeah. It's all, all for the fish. A little bit of this. Oh, man. A little bit, oh my God. A little bit of this. But like... No chewing is the rule. Fucking over here. Horn keep out keep fish. the teeth out of it. <laughs> oh, no. Dick and fish. It's a uh, fish dicks. Right. A new friend. Fucking fish pimping. Oh, it needs a friend here. Fish pimping. <laughs> fish and pimps. <laughs> Damn. Hello. Get her on plane, no shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fish and pimps, you guys. So if you bump into us in the street <laughs> and you, you want to uh, interact with us, you're like looking, what do I yell at them? So that Boats and hose was metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really dicks like, and fish. Yo, fish and pimps! <laughs> then we'll, we'll give you a little salute and we're like, that's a real fan. Right. Who knows fish and pimps? Fish and pimps. Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Las Vegas. <laughs> Come for the fish. Stay for the pimps. <laughs> <laughs> half fish, half pimp, all cop. Uh, it's a po' boy basket over here. You know what I'm <laughs> this is like a RoboCop quote on this. That's how <laughs> on fire we are, you guys. Oh man. Okay. All right. All right. 
So, another uh, another Florida man news. We haven't had Florida man news in a while. I just realized your family eating noodles. You just titled it the Aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the family died eating I mean, noodles. Like what else? I just couldn't. Th- you know. Powerful reference. Oh man, don't Google that, you guys. <laughs> if you're under 18, don't Google the Aristocrats. That'll just be a bunch of jokes. It'll just be like the legendarily worst jokes in history. Yeah. Uh, so this one, this this is like stupid, but dude just walking down the street snatched a five dollar bill from some chick. It was in her hand. This old uh, sixty year old dude, and she and she went after him like, "Hey, give me back my money, whatever." And he starts uh, again belligerent. Never gonna give you back your money, and then just eats it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fiver. See, we both win. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> but he was charged with felony robbery of for five dollars. Like, holy shit, man! I'm gonna eat wow. one of the dirtiest possible uh, disease-carrying objects. Yeah. And it's not even gonna be a very high denomination. Uh, let him have it at that point. Yeah, man. I, I'm impressed. Yeah, because I'm not even upset. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Uh, Oh, it was worth a felony. Holy shit, man. $5 felony. That's uh, not where you want to be at, man. Yeah, it's like you want to eat a larger denomination. If you're going to take the risk, you just like want to go big or go home. Yeah. A little coin. What if she says give it back, but he just hears eat the snack? And he goes, oh, okay. okay. I'll give it back in my poop. Is that? That's his defense. What's his name? Do we have his name? Uh, Doctor. Free doctor whoever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't pay. (laughs) Start a campaign, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's do a little. One second. And then, last, last of the Florida man, with this guy. This guy, this all long one. Another Floridy. Yeah, which is just quick, and it's nothing big, but a uh, dude gets a scratch off, thinks he wins a thousand bucks. Somehow missed three extra zeros on there. I was just walking around with like a million dollar scratch off in his pocket for a couple of days, just chilling. <laughs> like, what you doing? The fuck, you, how are you gonna miss three zeros, man? What the fuck? How are you gonna miss three right? zeros? Man, huge, huge difference. And then he ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, if you have any documents that are worth money, it's like a baller move to eat them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get respect in the hood, y'all. Yeah. Like, like those, uh, the Instagram post where it's just dude like flashing like stacks of cash or shit on the bed, you know, just uh, tons of cash and whatever. Uh, instead of that, just like get a nice dish, get a stack yeah. of hundreds, fucking cut it up, eat it, put Make that shit on ice cream. Make it rain in your mouth. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so put that shit on ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> What's the rule of thumb? If it's green, it's healthy for you. Know, yeah. Like, yeah, man. It'll make you eat stronger. All, <laughs> eat all your money. Eat all your money. <laughs> It'll make you rich. <laughs> make you rich on the inside. It's like spiritual wealth that you get from Popeye yeah. the homeless man. He's just stealing fives <laughs> and eating them like uh, candy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Makes me strong. <laughs> I lost all my money. You'll never <laughs> guess how. <laughs> Feed the homeless. I had <laughs> a strange addictions. <laughs> oh, man. Strange like, addictions on TLC is oh, a solid show. Oh, so good. Yeah. I have I've only seen a few of those. What are some of the best ones? I put mothballs in my pussy and uh There's a girl addicted to sniffing gasoline and I would play clips from it through my looper pedal every <laughs> like uh 
What was the, the band was Rooftop Ridicule. Yeah. And I'd play loops from her and this girl that would um, drink nail polish. Ooh. She's like, it makes Whoa. my insides feel shiny. <laughs> the one chick who like lost all of her children, though, like everyone abandoned her because she refused to stop drinking her own urine. Because yes. She believed that it, you know, it was curing her cancer. She, she would put the urine in a shot glass. And this was the darkest urine you'll ever see. Oh, it was God. like almost a gel because of how little liquid she was drinking that wasn't recycled urine. She would put it in a shot glass and put her eye socket over the shot glass and with an open eye, like, rip it back into her tear ducts. What? Yep. That same chick. What? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Or, the no. guy, or, or the guy that made love to his own car, you know? That was kind of touching. Yeah. Like, I was with it. Plus, he looked like a rapist. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> You know, aim it at that car. Or at dude. least it's a car, yeah. If you got those urges, do you know, what you want with a car. Put it in the tailpipe. Yeah. I feel I support it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean that that windshield wiper just holds on and doesn't let go, you know. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who talks to his own action figure collection, so I'm sorry. Yeah. To, you know, <laughs> like, I talk to my car, I whisper to it. <laughs> yeah. Much love, much love. Yeah, I smell the steering. If you're not hurting wheel. anybody else, you know what? Do it. Do it. Right. I don't feel like either talking to yourself or talking to shit like around your house. When no one's around is like perfectly normal and healthy. Oh yeah, it's like resetting yeah. the computer. Yeah. yeah, you know. I bumped into an old car of mine, like two cars ago. It's coincidentally it was that Crown Vic, you guys. It oh stole yeah. The yeah. Road. So the person I sold it to, hollow doubler, sold it to another person. Uh, they, because they showed up while I was kicking it, and I mean, I had to. I had smelled that car. Like I had to smell <laughs> the grill. Like it's. I was a 95 Crown Vic. It's got that old car vibe to it for being a 90s car. So it's like it smells like big Detroit metal and stuff. Man, good times. Uh, you know, smells and emotions. This, this is why I love this Yeah, guy. they connect together. <laughs> so, like, right in the grill, too. And then right afterwards, I was like, oh. Did the new owner smell- come out and catch you and get jealous? And he was like, what's he going was, on like, here? was, like, watching. They're, they're giggling. I'm like, <laughs> let, me, filming. <laughs> let me be. Let me have my moment, you guys. This is primal. <laughs> let me smell my old car. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm like just having a moment, just like thinking about That's it. That's great. Yeah. I see it. I love it. <laughs> you didn't smell like perp. <laughs> You'd think it'd have some perp remnants, but no, that that Ford flavor just overpowers it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's parts where the paint was missing is smell right on those patches. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh man. All right, and then uh, close to the end, how about some some cool science news? To, to end it on neuroscientists have discovered a molecular mechanism that allows memories to form so they found there's this whole genetic process that happens when uh, inside neurons in the brain when memories begin to form and it's all sciencey but it's pretty cool um, that like just genetics help with uh, encoding memory into our cells and is responsible for like encoding it into our memory and also recalling it. So it's heavy. This is heavy research. There's also another uh, major new thing that happened in science this episode. And it's in our news notes. Uh, you know what? Maybe it's in the, you know, greasy conversation. Hold on. You know, the headlines. Is the thing I'm thinking? Hold on a second. Which one was it? There was a... Okay, oh, here it is. This is AI and photonics join forces to make it easier to find new Earths. So it's heavy, like, what we're being able to do to process data that we already had. 
to find evidence of habitable planets in that in that data that we're just sitting on. So there's stuff being found and stuff that we already looked at. That's really heavy. Oh, see atoms like never seen before. You guys, like, uh, I'm freaking out with this. You can look at proteins now. Like, you probably can't, but, like, we can. Not us, but, like, <laughs> science. I just, I want to accept cookies forever, okay? <laughs> can I just always allow cookies? Right? I wish this that was is the thing. stupidest thing. And this is Europe that did this, by yeah. the way. Ruining our internet by making everyone have to announce that they use cookies. It's like saying... Hey, by the way, you have to look at this web page in a browser. Is that cool? Is it cool that you're using a web browser to look at our stupid web page? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> just accept cookies all the time. Can See, I just across cookie? Just That's give me all the for me. all the damn cookies. I just want I want the cookies. I'll deal with the cookies on my own. You can't hide a virus in a cookie. It's just 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 track. And no, it's tracking me. Just track me and shut up about it. But a fig Newton though. <laughs> <laughs> so many viruses. So I don't mean to turn into an outrage podcast, but take I'm going to take my damn cookies and like it. Uh, yeah, and so this atomic, um, real quick. So why that's important is they can see the atomic, uh, or how the, the atoms, actual actually, atoms actually come together. Yeah, and how they affect the biological processes of uh, different structures in our body. Yeah, because even with uh, like an electron microscope, stuff has to stay really still. And that's not going to yeah. happen with proteins moving around. And so we've had to kind of infer and like deduce what atoms are involved in the molecules of proteins. So now to actually just see that situation uh, really helps things along. I don't want to sign up for your newsletter either. I just want to use your content. You guys, there's no newsletter. You're watching the newsletter. Deal or don't, we're, you're just going to take our cookies and like it. And that's that's. <laughs> yeah. Except the cookies. Except the freaking cookies. Waz's cookies brings all the boys and girls to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Cookie fever. Chill. So, oh, hey, that's right. Plugs, plugs. Sorry. Stay tuned for the uh, grungy faucet with Kevin Fawcett. And even later, you've got Freakmaster. It's just a killer day today. Dirty window, greasy conversation, grungy faucet, freak master. Um, and even before that, there's dope stuff on the schedule. RadioVegas.rocks, all kinds of fun stuff to discover. We're here not only curating music that we think you might enjoy, but also uh, talking about it and bringing rock history and stories behind tunes and just fresh kicking it electronically to hang out with you. Uh, on that note... AJ, any final plugs to leave us with? Uh, ah! Sorry, when you cough or gurgle, you have to like <laughs> throw a scream on it so people aren't grossed out. Just check out the Haunted Saloon. Um, uh, also, my band Wyatt and the Ashes. Uh, I'm a local illustrator here in Vegas. AJ Wyatt Art. Uh, all my stuff is for sale. Uh, you could utilize my business. Uh, I do graphic design and yada, yada, yada. So, of course, so on. And yeah. And yeah. And yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Fork out of here. Check out the banners at RadioVegas.rocks. Click them up. You know, play back some of those ads with the phone numbers and call them. Just calling them and talking about RadioVegas.rocks, even if you don't necessarily patronize them. Really pay some bills. Some of them really hook it up, and we can't do it without that. That's seriously like how these lights stay lit up. 
Stay greasy, baby. Stay greasy. Yeah.